0: Right now, get up to 30% off at bluenile.com. bluenile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>
1: Hello, welcome into the Starcastic and Marks studios. My name is Ryan. Uh, This is Starcastic and Marks, the only fan-led Dallas Stars podcast. And this is the after-game review for game number 47 against the Colorado Avalanche, where the Dallas Stars uh, end the Colorado Avalanche's streak at home at 20 games. They made it to 19, but uh, I guess Jake Ottinger specifically would not allow them to get to game 20 where they could get a point. So, Congratulations to Jay Cottinger, Christian. How you doing tonight? How's it going?
0: I'm doing great. We're gonna start mad, okay? I just started <laughs> this season in the AHL. That's
1: insane. You just had and to bring just- that up, didn't you? Huh? You just had to bring that up, didn't you? Yes,
0: I did. I was right. <laughs> sorry about my lighting. People who are actually on video, my overhead light actually went out. So yeah, sorry about that.
1: What happened? Light bulbs? I have no, no idea. Light bulbs? No idea.
0: Well, they changed my ceiling fan recently. For some reason, and then the light went out like two days later. So they probably did something wrong.
1: Is it one of those like really lame like cheapo? I don't know. Pans? Let's talk about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, it's pretty obvious what we should start off with tonight before we get into the goal summary, Chris. Uh, Jay Gottinger, I, I I mean, what else can can you say? He and stole
0: the hockey game. I, I was
1: I was not mad at all until you mentioned that. I was fine. I was fine. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> not mad. And then you're just like, this dude started in the AHL just because of the fact that uh, Bonus seems to like veterans.
0: Who knows? Well, anyway, going into Ottinger, his blocker tonight was insane. Almost every big save he had tonight was on that blocker hand. He was punching them all the way across the entire defensive zone man that blocker is crazy and they kept going to that side too what were they doing they just kept shooting it at the blocker and just kept stopping it every single time
1: there must have been some sort of a scouting report on him, and that's where their coaches told them Bad to shoot a scouting I guess. report <laughs> well, so um so let's talk about Jay Gottinger for a second because it some people are like oh well Jay Gottinger is going to be the next Andre Vasilevsky And I'm like, okay, let's tap the brakes a little bit on that before we get into it. Should we be excited? Absolutely, 100% yes. If we have a goaltender that can play like that, uh, we should definitely be excited. Um, Did he have a lot of help tonight, though? What do you think?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're playing a team like the Avalanche, they are one of the best offensive teams that the league has seen in, like, the past decade. So it's going if, to, if you're not playing great, longer than which, that. yeah, honestly, which if you're not playing great, like the stars weren't like offensively, we didn't have much other than the power plays. Then you're going to need great goaltending. And then you're going to have to have great defensive play. And they got both
1: of it. So worked out. Um, well, I, I think great goaltending is severely undermining what Jay Cottinger did tonight. Uh, tantalizing, I guess, to take a word from uh razor or uh Mastodonic. Extreme- Mastodonic, uh, extreme, like, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say about about his performance extreme. Um, But what did you specifically see from Ottinger tonight that just made you realize that he, I mean, is there any question that he should get a 70%, you know, uh, share of the starts right now or even more?
0: Yeah. It, is it, there any uh, question? Not, Not really right now. I mean, we're also coming off, Let's kind of, like you said, pump the brakes a little. We're coming off of Otter of Holtby letting in four goals and then Otter having the best game he's played as a star. So keep that in mind as we're talking about this. But it's crazy exciting. The kid has shown that he could be the reason we win games. I've talked about that a lot, especially with the goaltending position. You want it to be the reason you're winning and not just kind of meh, which it has been most of the season. And he definitely was the reason we won this game. And if he can figure out how to, keep that mojo and keep it going, then we, we can make a good run going, going into the getting into a playoff spot. Cause we, we, we see ourselves right now. We were pretty much out of it about to fall out of the race, even completely. And now we're one spot away with two games at hand. So
1: pretty exciting. Um, d- just some random statistics running through my head while, while you're talking about all these things, first things first, imagine if we had kept, uh, Oh, my goodness. Toronto goaltender. Not Jake. Jack. Jack Campbell? Jack Campbell. Imagine if we had Jack Campbell and Jake Ottinger right now.
0: Well, we wouldn't. Man, I wish. (laughs) One of them would have been gone either way. I, I
1: guess that's true, but still... And but then, I would still take
0: Jack Campbell over Jay Göttinger, honestly, right now. Maybe I mean,
1: right well, now, but the 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 fact is is there. I mean, there's like a six year difference between the two guys, but yeah, um, we're seeing uh Otter like change before our eyes. We're literally seeing him become the number one starter. Um, I I really think this is a step in the direction for Jay Göttinger. It's going to take a lot more games, like maybe not exactly like this, but a lot more games where he's making some incredible Mastodonic tantalizing saves. Well, it is games like this.
0: It's, It's the being the MVP of your team. And that's what Vasilevsky is, and that's why the Lightning are so consistently good. That's how they won two Stanley Cups in a row, is because night in and night out, they had the best goalie every single game. And if we can and if Otter can find a way to be the best goalie, no matter who he's playing against, no matter what offense he's playing against, that's when he's going to get the Vasilevsky and the Ben Bishop comparisons. He's got all the stuff. He's got the size. He's obviously got the skill from tonight. I mean, he was scrambling all over the place. So if he can figure out how to be the MVP guy and the the one the one bad thing I had against him, hold on to rebounds, then he's going to be great.
1: Well, in the first period, he was really holding on to his rebounds. Now, as as it went on, it, there were a couple of uh, bigger rebounds, but that's also a possibility that you know Colorado got a little bit smarter with their shot selection. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were, you know, especially if you shoot low, you're going to get bigger rebounds, right? Because I mean, mm-hmm. you can't suck in a a puck from from your pads right and they kept
0: going blocker side too like i was talking about which you can't catch it with your blocker
1: right i mean you can you can deflect it up into the into netting or whatever and he was
0: doing that well he was punching the puck like it wasn't just he's just stopping with the blocker and falls in front of him he was punching it out of the way
1: um i do want to bring troy's uh comments in here hey troy thank you for listening to the show um troy says here and this was actually where i wanted to go next with this um, the kids projections look great. As long as they keep playing hard in front of him, he's definitely the future of the team between the pipes. Um, that that's a great, great point there. Um, his projections do look great and he is 100% the future of this team in net for many years to come, you know, fingers crossed. But the thing I really want to point out is yes, he was great tonight, but the stars also completely changed their mindset tonight uh, compared to the other game. And they they fought harder. They've played the way they had to when they knew they weren't going to outplay this team. They knew this team was better than them. And this is the way you you beat a team like this. And they played fantastically hard in front of Jay Cottinger tonight. Now Jay Cottinger bailed them out. I wouldn't even say a half dozen, a dozen times <laughs> or yeah. more tonight. But there were, I mean, I'm specifically thinking I, I'll say a good. Positive thing about John Klingberg tonight, there was that real obvious chance in the third period where it was wide open. There was no way Jay Cottinger was going to get to that, even with the game that he had. And uh, John Klingberg was able to get that puck into the corner. Um, They just played, in general, fantastic tonight. And the other thing that was running through my head statistically was the amount of block shots tonight for the Stars. Over 30 block shots for the Dallas Stars tonight. And they really committed to how they played tonight and then Jay Gottinger also stood on his head and they talked yeah. about that in the pregame is that like you have to have those two things along with a couple of other things that we'll talk about later. But what did you yep. think about the the team's play in front of Otter tonight? Yeah,
0: specifically in front of Otter. They played great defensively in their own zone, especially when the Avalanche were going through their cycle. were on the power play. It was great. I totally agree. Uh, Klingberg especially had a great defensive night tonight. I mean, he won almost every single puck battle. His stick checks were great all over the place. I saw one bad pass out of the defensive zone from him. So defensively, he was very good. Um, uh, Unfortunately, that's where the good things about the Stars kind of stopped other than the first (laughs) line. So once they got out of their own zone, which was very difficult at times, Mm -hmm. it it was not good from there.
1: (laughs) In their defense, though, they played – Way better on that part of the puck. I complained about that yes all day on Sunday afternoon. And,
0: and, and the the better that we're talking about is they played harder. Like that's all it is. That, I mean, that's all like, it was. Yeah. They 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 want almost every single puck battle in their own zone. And Razor kept saying the word hungry over and over again. They were hungrier for the puck than the Avalanche were on almost every single play. So and, and that's how you that's what you have to do against an offensive fleet team like that, or else they're gonna fillet you.
1: Now obviously this is not gonna work every single game right? I mean, you can't ask. No,
0: it shouldn't have worked this game. This <laughs> it, is a stolen game. shouldn't have year. worked
1: at all, I guess, yeah. But the, the, the nice thing about this is that we've been looking for something like this this whole season, right? And it, as good as Holtby has been, and, you know, he, he's made some, a, I mean, I'm thinking of that trio of saves that he made that it should it, one of those three should have gone in. That was way back in uh, November or, or even October or somewhere in the beginning of the season. But we didn't really have, like, a Definitive game where we said, okay, we're not playing great or we're going to play this style. And our goalie stood on our head and stole the game for us. And this is like the first time I feel like in, you know, since Anton Hudobin in the bubble playoffs that I felt like a team, like a goaltender stole a game for the Dallas Stars. And that's really, really important.
0: And the stats back you up on that. I mean, our goals against average uh, the past two seasons with, Hudobin and Ben Bishop as kind of the duo. Our goals are, I think, it's this, our save percentage has been great as well as our goals against average. This year, our both the goals against average and save percentage are dipped below, uh, dipped below average. So dipped below midway point, like as a, as a team. So both, or I guess all three, Hudobin, Holtby, and Ottinger. and I feel like when we started talking about the season, we were talking about one of the goalies has to kind of rise above the rest and take take the reins of the team and that really hasn't happened uh it still hasn't happened tonight I mean Otter is still in and out between Holtby it looks right now like Otter is in a good spot to take it but he has to keep showing it over the next 5-10 games to fully take the reins from it so it it's not a 100% Otter right now but it's a great start for what it could be
1: random question because it it just popped into my head because we always complain about this and Now I'm starting to think is that, you know, maybe as the Stars fans, we're wrong. Okay. And I'm thinking about three players in particular. I'm thinking about Rope Hintz. I'm thinking about Jason Robertson. And I'm thinking about Jay Cottinger. Okay. All young guys. And we were constantly complaining about, as Dallas Stars fans, that these guys are not getting enough opportunities. Right. And the only way that these guys were able to, you know, make their way onto the NHL roster was basically, they were forced, they, they forced the, uh, Jim Nill's hand and they forced, you know, Rick Bonus's hand or whoever was the coach at the time. Were they right w- w- the way that Jim Nill and no. Rick bonus, are they doing this?
0: Otter started in the AHL. He wasn't supposed to play this year. If everything worked, per- worked the way they wanted it to. So he, he did the same thing. He forced his way onto the roster because he was playing better than the other goalies. So it's not that, Oh, they're right. And they, they got the, the stick to And no, I think that's garbage. I mean, I think they made the wrong decision. I think we would have won more games in the beginning of the season. If Otter was our number one, which he is right now.
1: And he definitely deserves to be playing a lion's share of the starts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's go ahead and get to the goal summary and, uh, and we'll talk about a couple of other things. Because so there's a couple of other good things that we need to talk about tonight with the stars. Um, in the first period, uh, it was, especially in the first 10 minutes, it was nothing but the, the Dallas otters versus the Colorado avalanche. It was all Jay Gottinger to save after save, after save, after positioning and Dallas that's Otters when... I call it. Yep. And the, and the stars <laughs> looked especially flat. In in that first period, they didn't look terrible. They were still playing decent, you know, defensively in front of Jay Gottinger, But he was definitely, you know, bailing them out time after time after time in that first period. But the first period would go on and uh, the Stars would get a power play, which we'll talk about. The, I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a second. And then Joe Pavelski would score his 20th of the season from Robertson and Sagan and that puts the Stars up one nothing in a period that they definitely did not deserve to be yeah. leading into going into the first intermission.
0: And they started doing better after the first TV timeout. So it, I, I looked at my phone and I saw, oh, the shots are 14-0. to zero. <laughs> 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 I was like, huh, that, that, doesn't, That's that bad. doesn't sound good. But, I mean, they turned the shots around a little bit towards the end. So good, I guess, at the end of the period at least. And they drew the penalty. And man, that power play—they filleted them. It was not even; they had no chance. They, they were just pylons out there. It was so sweet.
1: So it was fantastic to watch the power play tonight. Which I, again, I wish they were more consistent. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I, I'm not going to complain you get a ton about it tonight. One game and none the next game, or I guess we had spells where we had none for five games. So
1: yeah, it, it feels like we scored two or more or none at all. It seems yeah. like. Unless we get like one power play that night, and we happen to score on it or something. Um, so, just like I said, going into the first intermission, stars are up one to nothing. Uh, literally, it was completely dominated by the Colorado Avalanche in that first period. Um, 18 and a half minutes, the, the Colorado Avalanche should have scored a goal, but Jay Cottinger said no. Going into the second period, um, Robertson would get his 21st of the year from Pavelski and from Hawkenpaw. Off of a broken play in which uh, Pavel Franco, the goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche, kind of screwed up a little bit, and it's two nothing stars.
0: Yeah, it was a broken play, but what a play by Pavelski! Like really? he was so yeah. strong on that puck. Great assist right on the tape. It was sweet.
1: I should I shouldn't you know take that away from them at all. Oh yeah, but amazing assist. It was an amazing pass, and it was a great shot too. And I mean, it's that first line again that's that's the that is the identity of this team right now is that first line um, however uh, about a minute a little less than a minute later nathan mckinnon would get his 10th of the year from kill McCarr and alex newhook which i like newhook he's a good player um he doesn't get he doesn't get all the flashy stuff like the rest of the colorado avalanche but uh, i noticed him a lot on the ice tonight um but uh, i guess the big question with uh that goal with nathan mckinnon's goal he he had a lot of a lot of area and a lot of room to take that shot. Um, was it goaltender interference?
0: It it would have been, it's a 50-50. I mean, every goaltender interference right now is 50-50. No one knows what the rule is. So <laughs> so if this was a game-tying goal at like at, at the end of the game or a goal to take the lead, we more than likely would challenge it. But since it was just to pull within one, that's that's why they didn't challenge it, I think, so. I think yes, if you make me pick, but who knows?
1: Honestly, see, I really didn't think it was it was much of a goaltender interference, and it's very smart that the stars did not do that because uh, yeah, the, the, the t- that could they have, have Done it at all?
0: Yeah, the timing really, is correct to not challenge it.
1: Yeah, e- even if you you were like ninety nine percent sure, and there was that one yeah. percent chance, you, you know, probably still wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still, with, I mean, with the
0: way goaltender interference is right now, at least because right. it's so is garbage
1: (laughs) well it it definitely seemed like otter thought that it was goaltender interference but harley harley looked like he kind of shoved him in maybe even a little bit he pushed it whatever
0: player conveniently fell on him
1: so (laughs) but and that would be the only one that would get past jake Ottinger in this game tonight and i mean you could argue that if he you know, if he had the ability to make that full save, you know, maybe it was goaltender interference. Maybe he would have had a shutout tonight. And I'll go ahead and say it as well. It always seems like that when Otter is doing really well, there's always at least that one goal <laughs> that gets yep. in. And he can never seem to get the shutout, which sucks. But yeah, it, it is what it is. Has he? So.
0: Seen, he's only had one shutout, right? And it's when he, they only took like 20 shots on him. I think yeah, it was a game that the stars <laughs> dominated
1: and he was yeah. just basically standing there. So, but, um, the stars would get another power play a little later on in the period. And Joe Pavelski would again, put it in his 21st of the year. And he now co-leads, uh, the Dallas stars with the other two, uh, line mates that he has with 21 goals. And that goal comes from Tyler Sagan and rope a hints stars are up three to one. What the heck, uh, I, I feel like we're losing, yet we're up 3-1. to one. We're winning by yeah. two goals.
0: <laughs> and, and that was the exact same thing as the first power play. I mean, Colorado stood no chance against it. Like, they were just looking around. It was so good. Great passing. And, I mean, the whole, build, between McKinnon's goal and the Joe Pavelski goal, the Stars played really well during that stretch, too. I mean, we really deserved that power play. And the second period was, I, I feel like, we, we won the score, but we won that period, too. I mean, we played better than the Avalanche, and they were just kind of lobbing shots at, at Otter that period.
1: Yeah, I was going to go straight into that, actually. You read my mind. During the course of the second period, it was much more even, and the Stars seemed to push a little bit more, and especially at the beginning of that period, I really noticed they're like, okay, Otter's really bailed us out here. We need to get him something. And uh, it was especially around like the 18, 18 minutes and 30 seconds left in the period that that first minute and a half, I really noticed that the stars were really pushing. And uh, I liked how they played. I liked how they played in that second period. The I, I would have liked to see a little bit less uh, shots on Otter, but, you know, it is what it is. I he mean, the it.
0: shots in the second period, we'll give them those. I mean, they didn't have a great chance that second period. I don't I don't think if I remember correct
1: they they still had a they still had some decent chances they had great a opportunities in that second period so um but anyways so going into second intermission stars are up 3 to 1 and i felt pretty good i felt pretty good about how they were playing especially that second period but I again y- you have <laughs> <laughs> you you have to tap the brakes when it's the nhl's best team and it's only a two goal lead even with a three-goal lead, I I still wouldn't have felt super comfortable with it one hundred percent. Um. So, third period. Tell me your thoughts about the third period. What did you think?
0: I was almost certain we were going to blow the lead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: it was it's the best uh, the best offensive team, like we said, in a long time, and we are getting severely outplayed for the most part, and our goaltender is just playing great. And the last time he was playing well, he kind of blew the lead in the third period, too. It wasn't him specifically, but, you you know, same same deal. So I, I wasn't very hopeful, but the Stars played good defensively. I wish they would have done more counterattacking than just staying back because it's a miracle they didn't score. They had so many chances, and mm-hmm. Otter was just better than all of them. So I wish – because there was a couple of, of, of more chances where we – Defended the rush well, and we could have turned it right back around and taken one the other way, which I think would totally be worth it because the goal there kind of ices the thing, really. Mm. So I, I wish they would have done that more. They kind of went into Turtle, but again, they were playing well defensively. Otter was playing well, so it worked.
1: Um, I don't like the way they played, but I like the outcome. How about that? Is that yeah. fair enough well, to say?
0: And their defense was still good. I mean, it was aggressive defensively. I mean, we talked, we've talked about it already, but they they played well defensively in their own zone all night. It just the offensive side in the neutral zone was not great.
1: Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line 1-800-889-9789, in Connecticut call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.com. Org slash chat in New York. Call 1 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y 467 369. Um, and then just to kind of wrap it, put up bow on this Tyler Sagan, he gets the empty netter. 16th of the year from Jamie Ben, Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski is in every single goal, I believe, tonight. Yep, so he gets his uh. He gets four points after you know I didn't even realize it, but the whole homestand, no points from Joe Pavelski. Surprising, very surprising. Yeah, and then idea. he and then he explodes tonight in a game that we really needed him to do so. And and real, uh,
0: and real quick, Sagan scoring the empty netter is huge. I mean, six on five was a problem for us for a long time, and the past two two and a half weeks, it hasn't been. We've been much more aggressive on the six on five defense. And it's been great. We've scored goals pretty much every single time we've had a six-on-five situation. So I've been much happier with that as of recently.
1: Yep. And, uh, you know, I think it was Razor who alluded to this. Because I was thinking, I was literally thinking the exact same thing in the third period. Because I was a little worried. Because the Stars had a lead that they didn't deserve, in my opinion, to have other than Otter. They were up 3-1. to And it made me think of the Vegas Golden Knights game. Several weeks ago. and yeah. uh, Oh, Troy, Troy, actually. Yeah, Troy <laughs> just said something. Sorry, Troy, I kind of stole your thunder there a little bit. uh, But it, it made me think about that game. And and then as soon as Razor mentioned it, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, there's going to be some sort of, you know, yeah, karma I, coming from that comment.
0: I audibly said, why did he say that? <laughs> I, know, I was
1: like, crap. <laughs> but... Thank goodness uh it did not go that way. And uh the stars were able to complete the victory here tonight with a final score of four to one uh on the backs of Joe Pavelski, but especially tonight, uh the play of young Jay Cottinger, who is really starting to, you know, kind of evolve into this, you know, number one goaltender that we're talking about. So hopefully that continues and maybe he gets he, like we've said, he gets more of the lion's share of the starts.
0: And it's a big road trip still that we're on. So he's got lots to prove.
1: <laughs> right. And not to mention just the fact that, you know, he normally plays at home, right? He has a great record at home. He's like 12 and three and one, I think. And uh, wow. What a game to say. Hey, I'm not just a home goaltender.
0: Yeah. Well, Bones and- mentioned this before the road trip started. He, uh, I think it was even before the last Colorado game at home, he was saying, we've kind of been protecting Otter. I mean, playing him only at home where he's comfortable and everything like that. But he's gonna start getting more of the starts, and we're gonna start playing him a lot more on the road because we need him there. And it's a a great response for him. It's a great mental relief for the coaching staff, I think. So they'll be more prone to put him out there. It's just a great overall start to a road trip that we need to get lots of points on. We've played very well as of recently, and it's got to keep happening.
1: Right, and uh, it's just fantastic the fact that. Uh... Uh, that you know you can rely on somebody like that you have that extra security blanket and and you know it it would be really nice to see both uh hint or Hint, excuse me holtby and uh, otter you know really really start to push and and make it hard for the coaching staff to make a decision and otters made it even harder because i I think it was i forgot who it was someone said that they they were going to rip off the band-aid for uh for jay Cottinger and that that protection like you said was no longer going to be there and dude <laughs> uh, i mean not, not taken that the i'm not happy <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly that's exactly what i was thinking so um but let's go ahead and point out another point of the game tonight that i thought deserves recognition because we haven't really talked about it a ton we talked about it a little bit but how about the special teams tonight special teams
0: specifically the penalty kill Yes, so that's what we definitely about
1: took care of business tonight. The so best t- power play in the league, and
0: we essentially got him 0 for 3, which was great. And it was good defending all around, too. The penalty kills, it wasn't just Otter. So, for the majority of the of the five on five game, Otter was doing a lot of heavy lifting. The PK was just sound, it was solid.
1: And I liked what they were doing. They were actually seemed to be pressuring the uh, Colorado Avalanche more than they have been uh, over the well not just just their opponents not just the Colorado Avalanche yeah. but they were they were when they saw that the puck was not fully controlled by the Colorado Avalanche they were like pressing on them just a little bit not enough to get them out of position but enough to make them you know second guess themselves their their opponents to second guess themselves. I was and just about to exactly say That's exactly what they need to do. That
0: it's selective pressure because like whenever they just bobble the puck a little bit you jump on them and you make them have to make a play while their mind is already scrambling that's that's the time you got to go after them is when they're already flustered and yeah totally agree with you there
1: and just great plays all around there i mean blocks by radulov block big shots. blocks by robertson he was even on the on the penalty kill a little bit tonight i think um and, and you know, just the 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 big guys for the for the stars tonight were Hintz and Pavelski, especially Hintz on the defensive side of the puck. We don't really Hintz see him well defensively uh, tonight on the offensive side, other than I think he got the one assist. Yep, maybe. he got a secondary
0: was, on Joe's yeah, third or yes, second. Okay.
1: Right. So he got he got the secondary assist. But just to in that's a, a part of his game that doesn't really get talked about very much, Robay Hintz. That we talk about his speed, we talk about his offense and the fact that you know he he look he looks like the elite forward that we've been trying to talk to him about and try to get him to become, and we don't talk enough about the fact that he really is a full two way player.
0: And it's both of the young guys on that top line. I mean Robo is great defensively as well. We talked about his back checking, how good that is, and it it still is good. And hence, and we saw a little bit of Robo on the PK too. Too they're they're good enough to play power play, five on five, and penalty kill. They're just all around guys.
1: And uh, it, it's just fantastic to watch how, how that game uh, went over tonight for the penalty kill. Um, and then on the flip side, you've got the power play, which looked absolutely excellent tonight. Yeah. And uh, especially, I, I can't remember which goal it was, if it was the first or second power play goal. But when they were basically just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it was I, I the think first. It was the first one. and That was beautiful. I loved seeing that. It, absolutely great. Chris passing and Joe Pavelski ended it up. And, you know, I don't care what, you know, Sevy says. The, the tic-tac Joe, I loved it. I loved it, Brian Ray. No. Hashtag tic-tac-toe. Joe, Said excuse me. Wrong. I already screwed it up. anyways <laughs> but still, you know, d- just great overall from the power play tonight. They were moving the puck tonight, and they were getting interior position rather than just, you know, along the perimeter or anything. And one of the things we complained about on Sunday was the fact that the only kind of shots they were getting, period, was from the outside, was from the perimeter. And that didn't happen tonight at all. So mm, yep. two on shots the on the power
0: play, two goals, both of them right in front of the grease. Right. Or in the grease.
1: <laughs> um you know anything else we need to, to mention specifically about uh about uh you know special teams
0: uh No, I mean Klingberg continues to quietly do very well on special teams. I mean, he's not scoring like we need. Well, the whole decor isn't really scoring like we need them to, honestly. Mm -hmm. But they're still getting solid assists. They played all all the defensemen played really well tonight defensively. I mean, especially I love having Thomas. Is it Thomas Harley? Is that right? Thomas Harley. Mm -hmm. I love having him in. Just the the little bit of extra size he has is just so so nice. So I, I hope I hope he can stick around a little bit longer than a few games. So,
1: well, and one of the interesting things actually from last night is that he played about sixteen minutes. He played a uh, lot. last night, sat, Sunday night, Yeah. and uh, uh, not so much tonight. I <laughs> kind of relied on the top guys tonight because of uh, of the situation of the game. But still, it, it is nice to see, especially with Sucker being out. And I thought it was interesting that. Uh, you know he got put in over Joel Hanley, and Joel Hanley was actually the healthy scratch. So that kind of tells you something about, you know, maybe the coaching staff is starting to, you know, trust him a little bit more. I know he's still on the third pairing, but still, uh, with this whole Klingberg talk of him possibly be getting traded, or most likely being traded, he he looks like he's going to be the guy that's going to fill in those shoes at least.
0: It's not so, the most likely if we stay on the path we're going right now. We're seven and two in the last ten. He's not getting he's not going anywhere. He's going to be staying on the stars at least till the end of the season. So,
1: right. And let's not say probably. And you kind of already talked about Klingberg a little bit, but let me talk about him a little bit because I've been really harsh on him the last couple of weeks and I want to take two steps back on this because one, he was absolutely fantastic tonight. Um he he still had some defensive miscues, but it I mean he way the more made up for it with the good yeah. defensive plays that he did have tonight. When you play and, 24
0: minutes, it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. And and maybe I'm maybe that I being too harsh on him. And I'm, I would just, again, just noticing it more just because uh, I'm looking for it. Uh, but the other thing is, is that since he missed the game on Sunday, it was really obvious how much the Stars missed John Klingberg on the power play. I mean, it, you just, you look, you it's obvious. You know, no goals at all, period, on the power. We had our opportunities on Sunday. We have three tonight three or four tonight and we score three two goals so we really had
0: two we only had two two two-minute power plays the other one was cut short
1: so I mean so I mean you really that's too obvious that's not just a coincidence in my opinion
0: and it's not just that either his his movement through the neutral zone he's better than Haskinen at moving through the neutral zone with, with with passes at least Haskinen's a better skater but Klingberg just knows where to put the puck when the whole team is moving through the neutral zone and he just gets the play going and stuff like that. It's it's not as it's not noticeable on the stat sheet. But whenever he's gone, whenever he's most likely gone next year, it's we're gonna we're gonna notice oh, it a lot. I, I
1: think. Not. I hope not. And and you know, as much as I've been you know, harping on him, I've still been saying that I really want to keep him, and I hope he stays. Uh, and you know, the other thing about it is that it appears that he's hurt. So he's got. I mean, if he's only missing one game in between or something he's got to have some kind of nagging injury that's kind of bothering him. And he it, it kind of sounds like he's kind of playing through it. So maybe that's the other reason why he's having a little bit more defensive miscues is because he's just not feeling good. He's got some sort of injury or something. So I'm a back off on John Klingberg for a little while. So um, that's just me on that and how I feel. But um, just to throw some stats at you guys, uh, the ending stats for tonight's game. Uh, before we close this out tonight, shots on goal, <laughs> forty-seven to twenty in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. Fourteen to seven in the first, sixteen to seven in the second, seventeen to six in the third. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's just ridiculous saying that. Um, face-off percentage, uh, fifty-seven to forty-three in favor. Of that was the stars.
0: That was big all night for the stars. Lots of key face-offs
1: we won too. And, you know, one of the things they talked about was the fact that the Colorado Avalanche, as much as, you know, as good as they are on a lot of things, 29th in the league in faceoff percentage.
0: And and that and penalty kill can be a huge reason why they might not be great in the the postseason too. Right. So,
1: And on the power play, Stars 2 for 3, 0 for 4 for the Colorado Avalanche. There's the game right there along with Otter. Um hits not an overly physical game tonight, but 23 to 20. And then block shots, 29 to 10. 29 to 10. Huge, huge stat uh to take away from this game uh for the Dallas Stars. And uh stars win four to one. Anything else huge we need to game. mention tonight, Chris?
0: It's a great response from last night. It's a great start to the road trip. And, boy, howdy, are we going to need it because this road trip is stacked.
1: Um, I I definitely think it gets a little easier uh, after this game tonight. It
0: gets easier, but the points are crazy important.
1: I mean, I I wouldn't say they're, like, must-win right now, but we're definitely getting close. We're we're definitely getting close.
0: close. Honestly, it might be must-win for... If we're sellers or not, because if we lose more than half of the next 10 or so games, you <laughs> might not have a Pavelski, you might not have a Klingberg, oh my you gosh. might Can not you have imagine? a Radulov. At that point, your season's done. Wow. So it, if we're not there and we're sellers, then I, if Nil's not an idiot, then he's selling big time.
1: Right. Um. But I hope that's not the case. Because this this is it, like we've said right for now. It doesn't look like it's two years. The case. Now. We're
0: trending in the right direction.
1: So, anyway, just the upcoming games for the stars. Um, we're off for two days, and on Friday night, we got Chicago. Must that win. seemed that's a must <laughs> win that we should win. Uh, on Sunday night, we're against Arizona. That is an absolute must win. Did you see their awesome um, new arena. Don't get me started on that we'll one. <laughs> <that another time. laughs> And then uh, we have a a weird, you know, a weird home game on Wednesday against Winnipeg, and then we immediately go on the road the next day on thir- on next Thursday, and uh, go against Nashville in Tennessee. So uh, these next couple of games, I mean, you could three very easily see yourself winning three of four. But yeah, they're like, just they like you just should win three of four, and it'd be nice if they could win four of four. But that's just not not to be. You know, expected. Yeah, expected. expected. I mean, we're going to lose games. It. it th- this is a game that I definitely saw us losing tonight. Definitely did. Uh, especially yeah. after 17-0-2. That is insane. I mean, hats off to, to Colorado for being able to do yeah. that at home. That's Speaking insane. Speaking
0: of, all the streaks we broke, their home point streak, the 17-0 and whatever, the, like, h- however many player point streaks they had, which I'm sure was a billion.
1: Mm-hmm
0: crazy and somehow mckinnon still scores on us
1: god dang (laughs) that guy is just so good he's so good at hockey it's so annoying
0: they have so many people who are who would be the best player on our team immediately if they were on our team right it's so frustrating
1: i I mean you could i mean think about any any of like the top five like i'm kadri Kadri, easily the best
0: uh
1: mckinnon Ranson in Landiscar best McCarr,
0: immediately. And we oh, think we have a great blue Devon
1: <laughs> Devon Taves, Devon Taves, who was their second best defenseman, would probably become our he, he would be our second best defenseman on our team. Probably, which is yeah. in absolutely insane. But um, anyways, uh yeah, I don't want to end the, the show on a on a sad note, but we'll we'll go ahead and answer this question because Brandon is a, is a loyal listener of the show. Thank you, Brandon, for listening. If Klinger does leave. Chris, where do you see him going?
0: You go first. Let me think.
1: Um, I've actually put a lot of thought into this, and it, it just makes a lot of sense if he is going to be traded, which I hope he doesn't. I think he will, uh, you know, go out his contract. Um, Troy says Boston. Um, that could make my, a lot of sense. But in my honest opinion, I think he's going to Toronto. Because Toronto, I mean, yeah, you know, just from a fan perspective, I would love to see Nick Ritchie or Nick Ritchie, Nick Robertson, come this way and reunite the Robertson brothers. That would be really cool. That would be uh, and that's just from a pan, fan perspective. But if you look at Boston, or he got Boston on my on my brain. If you got if you look at Toronto, they've really got three guys in their top four that are pretty solid, and they're just missing that fourth guy. It, I I don't know if Klingberg could fill that spot. But it makes an awful lot of sense for him to be in that top four over there. And I mean, they, I mean, Toronto is more than willing to part with draft picks or with just about anything to get the players that they need. And they're definitely looking to at least get past the first round. So I think they'll be desperate to give us whatever we want if we are going to end up selling, um, yeah, you know, selling him off to uh, Toronto and that's just yeah. where it just makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. You went Eastern Conference, I'll go Western Conference. Two teams trying to get over different humps. Calgary trying to get into a contender spot.
1: Ooh, that that's a good pick too.
0: I don't know exactly what they have that that they could give us. I mean, honestly, a first round draft pick and two prospects is probably plenty for a cling, for a rental Klingberg, but I think that's a good option. Um and then Edmonton too. I mean, just having somebody solid on the back end that could be huge. Don't know what kind of cap space they have. But right, so we I'm sure yeah, they can make it work.
1: Yeah, we, we haven't really looked too much into it. Maybe we should do that a little more. And cuz no, I, I, don't I mean, think we, about what, it. What, what whatever <laughs> whatever trade line, trade deadline deals we see is is going to be a three three team trade and like, you know, they this team over here trades this team but it goes through this team and the you know, this team gets like a a first round draft pick because they take money or whatever, it's going to be insane. Uh, yeah. but hopefully if, we lo- uh,
0: if, if we lose six of the next 10, we'll get back to you.
1: Yep. You know, but, <laughs> uh, but at least for right now, guys, it looks like that the stars are kind of trending in the right direction. Thank you. Jay Gottinger. Thank you, Joe Pavelski. And, uh, I guess we'll have to hope and see how this goes. So I think we're going to cut it off there tonight, guys. Um, thank y'all for listening. Once again, this has been, the after-game review for Game 47 against the Colorado Avalanche at their home where the Stars become streak slayers again. We've been saying that a lot this year. And they end the home-winning point streak for the Colorado Avalanche, and it ends at 19 for them, and the Stars get the full two points here tonight. Thank you, and I forgot to do it at the beginning, but thank you, DraftKings, for being the sponsor of our podcast and the entire Hockey Podcast Network uh, please go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them. There's always something good that they have going on, and that also lets them know we're the ones that sent you, and we really appreciate that. Uh, we get a little bit uh, out of that for doing that for them. Chris, what are you doing? You're bothering me with your with your hand thing. GG, boys. <laughs> okay, that's what we're aiming for. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic evening, uh, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. We'll see you on Friday night. Have a good night.